And we are back again for our 1 o'clock session. Uh, Pam Beaton, uh, Manager of Educational Accreditation and Certification Services at the American College of Chancellor Missions, is talking about EACCME Made Easy. Uh, and no, Pam does not have a very dark tan. She's just a little dark with her lighting. Um, but we are going to turn it over to her. Pam, take it away. Okay. Hey everybody! Uh, thanks for thanks for joining me today. I am here to talk about uh, EACCME, and the reason why I suggested this to Derek is because when I initially went through the process, um, I found it to be extremely challenging. So I'd love to help others go through it. Um, feel free to ask me questions either during the session or email me afterwards. Um, but otherwise, let's get going. Okay, so um, what is the, the EACCME? The EACCME is uh, the European ACCME, obviously. It's a, a subsidiary, I believe, of the European Union of Medical Specialists. Um, as you can read there, that's pretty broad. You guys can read I uh, added it in. Um, when, the first thing I kind of learned about the ECC, EACCME is that not all countries accept their credit. So unlike the US where all states accept the AMA PRA category one credit each individual country has their own little nuances for doing anything for doing how, how they have credit some countries don't require credit um, some countries you have to go it's country specific I believe Italy is one of those countries for us um, we did it for our, our chess world congress which is actually kicking off today in Madrid Spain so next slide Okay, so we decided to do EACSME because we thought it would add value um, to our education. We thought it would be a benefit to our international attendees should they need to claim credit if they if they required it. And just to kind of elevate to, um, you know, not bring not trample on the on on international soil with our U.S. accreditation. We were. We were trying to we were trying to make friends with them, and also because everybody knows I love accreditation so much, and I wanted to try something new. Next slide. Um, so I the first thing I did I didn't put it as a blunt point here, but how I got started is I freaked out, um, and then I looked at the EACCME website. Um, I also uh, a colleague of mine here who had initially been handed the the reins, he gave me a, a pile of papers to look at. Um, I looked at the EACCME website, I downloaded their forms, I asked anybody who would listen, um, I posted on LinkedIn, I believe I may have sent out something through the listserv, um, I went to IMSHON, and for the life of me I cannot remember what IMSHON stands for, but it's International Medical Special Societies, it's a group that does international education, um, and so there's, there's folks from um, AAO, the ophthalmology folks, uh, the orthopedic surgeon folks, and how I got looped into that was a, a gal who came to the Alliance Basics Institute in June. She was going kind of in the other direction. She wanted to learn more about U.S. accreditation, and so as soon as I heard her say, oh, I do international accreditation, I said, oh my gosh, I'm going to come talk to you. Um, I also reached out to the wonderful and talented Lawrence Sherman, and he provided a lot of uh, insight. Uh, Eugene Pozniak from the European CME Forum. I emailed back and forth with him. I talked to a lot of people, but I still honestly had 
absolutely no idea what I was doing um, at that point. I tried. I really did. But eventually I managed to get through it. Um, what I noticed is that there's a, there's a it's, it's similar compliance to the, AC, a, the ACCME. I did a crosswalk. I kind of went, I printed out the EACCME criteria and I said, okay, well this one matches up to ACCME criterion 2 and this one matches up to ACCME criterion 5 and, and so on and so forth. Um, what you initially do is there's an online form. So you, you log in your, your meeting and there's an online form which actually makes life really, really easy. Um, it's just demographics, the where, the when, the who, um, how and the why, and then you also have to upload supporting documentation. There's, they've got some forms which so they give you and you have to fill out um, to their specifications. One is you have to put your program committee on there, including all their demographic information. Um, for other things such as your evaluation form, you have to upload or also your, whatever your planning documentation is. Within the online form, there's, there's a place for um, you to fill in some of that information, but you're really limited on characters. And so I found just so there are no questions to be as complete as possible. Next slide. Um, so I took that online application and I copied and pasted it into a, a Word document. Um, that I that way I could start thinking about all the questions that they're asking, particularly for the open fields, but it was also helpful for the um, for the basic demographic things like they ask you how many people are going to attend, um, obviously the dates, the location, just to have it right there. That way when I could go back over, I just copied and pasted it back over. For their EACCME forms, um, the director's declaration, which basically says this is a good meeting, I believe in this, so on and so forth. Um, the planning committee, document, which again, you have to put every member of your planning committee there. Um, and then their COI forms, which again, they also need for every member of the organizing committee. Um, I also pulled together the other things that they require, you know, some sort of program agenda, obviously, to, to fill out the time um, or to approve the time. I put it into a grid to, to make it a little easier for me to manipulate and also for them to be able to see um, what exactly was concurrent at, at every time as opposed to kind of an ongoing Word document. So that way it was kind of, there was one session here and one session here and one session here. Next slide. Um, so I filled out and uploaded all documents and this, what I kind of copied and pasted from their website is kind of the um, timeline of how I, I did things. And so this is, this is right in their online system. So there's what's cool about their system is they have you can see kind of the back and forth. So you can see when um, you can see when they emailed you. you. You get a notification, but you can kind of see the process to see how long it takes. So you know, I uploaded I uploaded all those documents all at the same time. Um, I started the application and then I and I uploaded everything. But it, that way, there's a date stamp. So if they're every if they're saying, well, I didn't get this, you can say it's right there. But on the flip side, they can say, well. That all the COIs there, the planning document, the list of organizing committee members, that's all up there. Next slide. Please. Ah, thank you. So um, I uploaded all, all my stuff. I put it all up there. Um, I eventually received a response. My, there was a lot of waiting involved in this process. 
Um, one thing that they came back to me with is that um, I had put on all the all the COI disclosure forms. I put their disclosure and and such and such electronically signed. That was not allowed. I had to get a, a signature from every single individual. However, what they did allow is if I got a a, a, a JPEG or whatever of the signatures and I chucked it on the form, then they they did allow that. Um, like I said, I we had concurrent sessions, so I, I they asked me to. Um, break down the entire program itself by each day and I submitted each of those individually. Um, like I said, there's back and forth through their online system but it was easy to track. One thing um, also which I, I learned through this process is that and so we also had, had thought about when we were planning our program is they only approve uh, up until six hours a day. That's their that's their maximum they allow their, per day. I mean it would, I think it would be great you know considering all the, the the siesta time and the food time and all that kind of stuff. So they only allow six hours per day. Um, so after I, I uploaded everything that the the EACCME required, um, they're all check boxes. Then it was sent to a reviewer, which is acted like a surveyor. Um, and so in our case, because we're chest physicians, it was sent to the European Board of Pneumology. Um, this is on their website of a point of attention. This just kind of says that. For certain specialties, it, it's going to go to a specific board for review. I, I'm not exactly sure who it goes to. If it doesn't go to one of these boards, I would imagine that it's probably a similar process. They do have a surveyor, because they, and I, I believe it was a physician as well, and it was only one individual. Um, the reviewer contacted me with just a few questions, and they also reach out to you through the online system. Uh, apparently, I was missing a couple of disclosure forms, silly me. Um, and then they wanted a couple other things. I think they wanted some clarification, but it was it wasn't a whole it wasn't super excessive in the questions that they asked, and I thought it was all reasonable. Um, and then one thing I didn't realize in advance is that there's an accreditation fee for the EACCME, and there's also an accreditation fee for the EBAP. So the EACCME charges a flat fee, and then the EBAP invoice does based on the number of individuals. They wanted an exact amount of attendees that we would have for our Congress to be able to invoice us on that. So that was something I did not realize in advance. And they do you do have to wire it electronically in Euros. Um, so the EBAP reviewer, he took about a month. Uh, we submitted it, like you saw, we submitted it back at the in the beginning of November. And so this was right around the holidays. Um, and the reviewer came back to me and, and kind of said, yes, I bless this, and then it had to go on to the EACCME. That took a long time. Um, the EACCME has a little clause in there that says, I will not influence the, you know, I will agree not to influence the EACCME on their decision making, so I was really cognizant of that, although I did reach out to them and say, you know, do you have any news? Can you, can you tell me anything? And I, and I didn't hear anything. Um, so from first upload to the notice of approval, it was about it was about three a little over three months and so it, it seemed in hindsight it, it it doesn't seem that long but at the time it, it seemed pretty long um, and this is what I copied this from the EACCME website this is their recommended time for submission of an application is 18 weeks and that's kind of what I did I think I was actually I did be prior to 18 weeks because I wanted to get started so we could advertise enough in advance. Um, but that's their recommended time. I say start as early as you possibly can. Next slide. Um, 
what I learned is that although you can start the online process at any time and upload as you go along, I found it easier to have everything I needed before starting the online component. One of my colleagues that I talked to who shared their screen, their process with me, um, there was a lot of back and forth. Like they, they had started the process and they didn't have their COI forms ready. And so there was a lot of back and forth, like where are your COI forms, where are your COI forms, where are your COI forms. So having everything ready in advance, I think, was really a benefit. Um, the other big thing is, is keep your program committees small because to put everybody, particularly when they're international, put everybody on that document, um, the organizing committee document and the, um, and the COI disclosures, to put all those together because they want them uploaded in one giant PDF, that, took, that was pretty time consuming just to get it from everybody, to put it in their format because we also had to put in for the organizing committee document, we had to have all their demographic um, information. Um, and again, I don't want to have to force choke anybody who hasn't filled out anything because I have to do that enough already. So um, keep keep it small and then and then maybe expand as you go, but keep it small when you when you submit to the ACC me. Um, you know, do whatever you need to do, but you know, I, I found it really, really helpful to to do my own crosswalk. Um, there are certain little nuances in the EACCME criteria, um, mostly related to what you know would be under our standards for commercial support. But as long as I think you follow our standards for commercial support, you're good for their stuff. Um, you know that some people think that they that they're a little more lax with industry, and I, I think that's true in some cases. But from the EACCME, it just it was a lot easier just for, to to do it as if it was an ACCME activity from start to finish. Next slide. Um, like I said, the hard stuff was getting all that demographic information just because um, these people aren't as easy to track down as you might think. Um, getting the signatures and making sure you get the wire transfer in euros. Thankfully, I have a great finance department who are totally on top of it, um, but that's something that you have to make sure you consider also maybe doing the conversion sooner rather than later so you know how much you're spending. Next slide. Oh, that's that's it. All right. Um, so the only other the only other thing I could share I didn't know I had uh, was out of slides. I thought I made more. Um, the only other thing I could share is that um, in the end we also decided to apply our ACCME accreditation to the to this activity um, mostly because of the Sunshine Act um, because we do have internet we do have net U.S. faculty and U.S. attendees going over there. Um, and we're going to be serving food and so forth, um, and then that, and then also just to make it easier for our physicians to claim credit, the EACCME and the AMA have a reciprocity agreement where a U.S. physician could download a form from the AMA website and send it in with their EACCME certificate to get credit. So there is that, um, and the AMA we were going to go initially go that route, and the AMA was great about working with me to send me a word format of that form so I could enter in um, our information. But again, we just ended up doing um, our own our own ACCME credit as well for our US physicians. Um, once you do get approved, they will send you a, a confirmation letter and they'll also send you a certificate with some language and they've got quite a bit of language on their certificate so trying to cram that all in to our certificate was a little rough. but. Um, they do give you a template which makes life easier. At the end, you know, they're going to want, much like grantors do, they're going to want 
some outcomes data and other types of things. I think they want a list of attendees and so on and so forth. But other than that, it, was, it wasn't a horrible process, but um, it, it, it definitely pushed, pushed, my, uh, pushed my brain a little bit. So. How many different countries uh, have you done programs in where you had to go through this process? This is our first. This is our first one. Okay. This is our first one. And which uh, which country was it? They did it for Madrid, Spain, Spain. Did We're you have Spain. to? Did you have to do anything country specific? Um, we we did not. Um, to be quite honest, it's like one of those things you don't know about until somebody tells you. We we have a, another activity, um, which is scattered throughout Europe. We've got a, a non-small cell lung cancer simulation. Um, traveling program called Gain Europe, which we've been taking on the road. That one we just did our, our ACCME accreditation because just to be able to apply for all our different locations, I think we're going to 10 different locations. We've already gone to Athens, Turin, and Barcelona. Um, our, one of our Italian docs said, well, we don't use EACCME credit in Italy. Right. That, that was the first time I had ever heard that, but it was, it was too late at that point to pursue Italy. Um, so it's like one of those things which it'll, it'll be interesting to th see what comes out in our evaluation and our feedback on maybe the other directions we should have gone. So Right, yeah, I mean that, from my understanding, what can be the tricky part about it is all the different individual countries and what they might have specific to there, in, in addition to the general overall right. the ACC yeah. and stuff. Um, I, think, I think that Dr. Coppolo has been working with the EACCME on that. Um, Quite a bit, and there was just the mm -hmm. meeting on February 28th in Brussels. Mm. So, right, right. All right. Well, great. Um, I appreciate it. Some really great uh, practical information. I know this is always a confusing area for me, so uh, I'll be happy to have this as an archive to go back and look at. Um, yeah, when you're I welcome. Time, Anybody so. wants to email me? Sure. Um, yeah, I'll have your uh, email up and uh, can do some direct uh, questions to you. Um, but thanks, Pam. I really appreciate you talking. Okay. And we are done early. Yay! So that means Yay. I can go have some lunch. Um, so we are going to take. We're going to keep our break, and we're going to start up again at 2:15 p.m. Eastern time uh, for the home stretch. So please come back. We have uh, three really great presentations coming up. Uh, the first one at 2:15 is Brandy Plot. Going to be talking about making ordinary meta presentations extraordinary lessons from the world's best presenters. Then after that at 2:30 is Jason Olivieri, uh, statistical analysis and CME outcomes, and then finishing up with a last-second edition um, and everyone's favorite topic on the Sunshine Act, which we're actually having on. Yeah, I know. So it's great that that got added on. Um, that's by Ross Dworkin at um, Blue Grotto. He's talking about implications, applications, and approaches. To complying with the Sunshine Act. So I hope a lot of you can come on back. 2.15, we'll get started. Uh, we'll finish up around 3.30. Um, so thanks again, Pam, and I will see everyone back here at 2.15.